Okay, friends. How are you going with the night? Are you enjoying it so far? Good, good. Have you been able to sing as well? So much carols. It's wonderful. And uh, we are just going to spend a bit of time in prayer this, this evening. Uh, we want to pray for each other. We want to pray for our families. Uh, Christmas is a time when we remember also our families. Some of us have family overseas. Most of my family are overseas and for Rose as well. And uh, most of our congregation members... Uh, you have family and friends overseas, and all of us, perhaps, many of us here, want to remember them, we want to pray for our country, uh, troubled spots in the world, for those who are affected by the bushfires recently, uh, just this weekend, uh, people who lost their homes in Ballarat, it's, it's a difficult time, so um, let's, let's uh, spend a few moments in prayer, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this Christmas season, uh, we thank you for what it means, we thank you that our Saviour Jesus was born on that very special night. We thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, the amazing Savior. Tonight we pray that even as we have heard and seen it acted, Lord, tonight, that we will indeed, this Christmas time, reflect upon the true meaning of Christmas. What it's all about. It's about a relationship with our true and eternal God through faith in Jesus Christ. Tonight we want to pray for each other, your Lord, whatever needs that we may be having, difficulties and challenges that we may be facing in our lives. We thank you, O God, that you care for us, that you love us. When we put our faith and trust in Christ alone, we know that our lives are always secure in the hands of the living Savior. Heavenly Father, we want to pray for our families. We want to pray for those of us who have family and friends overseas. We pray for your blessings and protection for them as well. We want to pray, Lord, for those who are lonely for the senior members of uh, our society, for those who are grieving, for those who are suffering, for those who are going through hardship in their lives, especially at this time of the year, Lord, for those who have lost their loved ones, Lord. It is a difficult time. We do remember these people. We remember the suffering in the world. We know that we live in a world that is filled with, with uh, violence and uh, terror, uh, sadness and despair and despondency and discouragement. And we thank you, Lord, that in the gospel of Christ, there is a message of hope. There is joy. There is forgiveness. There is a relationship with the true eternal God that gives meaning to life and existence and the purpose of living. Heavenly Father, we want to pray uh, for those who have been affected by uh, the bushfires, for those who lost their homes this, uh, this weekend, uh, especially those in Ballarat, Lord, uh, we pray that you would be close to these families. We thank you for our fire, uh, fighters, Lord. We thank you for the emergency services in our land. And Father, we want to pray for our country. We want to pray, Lord, that you bless our nation, protect our country, Lord. We want to pray for uh, our defense forces who are serving overseas. We pray for your protection for them and their families as well. And Lord, we bring our lives to you tonight. We bring our communities to you, Lord. We bring our world to you. And we bring our nation to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to invite uh, uh, Reverend John Wing. He's our second minister here. And, uh, and John's going to just share with us tonight uh, a bit about Christmas as well. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. Our Chris is the senior minister. I'm the assistant minister here. I'm the younger one. At this stage, I still have more hair than Chris, but I suspect in... 15 years time, I'll be a bit like Chris, nice and smooth up the top. Uh, but tonight we've seen the Christmas story. It is Christmas by the book. We've heard the story, we've seen the play 
and we've sung the carols. We know this Christmas story. It's a story that's been told from year to year to year, from generation to generation to generation, from the simple story to children. We tell them each year to the grandeur of Handel's Messiah at the greatest concert halls around the world. We know the Christmas story, don't we? We know it, we know it well, and I suspect that many of us are so familiar with the Christmas story. Now, but this evening, I wonder, I wonder whether we've become too familiar with the Christmas story, so familiar that we've lost the wonder of Christmas, that we've, we've uh, uh, ceased to marvel at the glory of Christmas. You know what I mean? It's a bit like, you know, I know the Christmas story. It's easy, it's basic. You know, you've got Mary and Joseph. They see a star. They go to Bethlehem. There's a, no room in the inn. There's a stable and there's stacks of animals and then there are angels and there are shepherds and lots of angels and then you've got the three wise men. They come. They come with these three gifts, gold, myrrh and Frankenstein. Huh? Frankincense, that's right. Whatever that is. But they come with these gifts. For the king, and of course, we can't leave out baby Jesus, right? We can't leave out baby Jesus. So we know the Christmas story, we're so familiar with the Christmas story, but I wonder whether, whether we've become so familiar with this story that it's lost its significance. I mean, that's what happens, isn't it? It happens with things we've become so familiar with. You know that old saying, familiarity breeds contempt, but perhaps with Christmas it's not contempt. Perhaps with Christmas it breeds indifference or it breeds smugness. Have we become so familiar with Christmas that we're indifferent to Christmas, that we're a bit smug towards Christmas? I mean, take for example other things that we've become so familiar with that we perhaps have no idea of its meaning, of its significance. Take, for example, the nursery rhymes and the songs we'll be so familiar with but perhaps have no idea of its significance. And so help me out here, this nursery rhyme. Kids, you can help me out too. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Is that right, adults? Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Good. All right, what about this one? We know it, we're familiar with it. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow? We're familiar with that too, aren't we? What about this one? Once a jolly swagman camp by a billabong. Well, that's my attempt at singing. But anyway, we've become so familiar with this, but I wonder whether we've lost its significance. I mean, do you realise this? Humpty Dumpty was not an egg. Humpty Dumpty was not a real person. Humpty Dumpty is not this small, round, fluffy, cute thing on play school. Humpty Dumpty refers to, in fact, a cannon, a fearsome killing machine used in the English Civil War. And so when Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall, all the king's horses and all the king's men could not put this cannon back together again. I mean, did you know that? We've become so familiar with this rhyme. Did you realise that? Or Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Now, what, what are we thinking here? We're thinking it's Mary walking through the garden, looking at flowers, seeing them blossom. Is that what this nursery rhyme is about? Well, no. It's in fact a recounting of the homicidal attitude and behaviour of Queen Mary I. 
May she execute hundreds of Protestant Christians in public for all to see. And so the silver bells and the cockle shells and the maids, they're in fact torture devices. They're not garden accessories. I mean, Mary, Mary, quite gruesome in fact. Or, or what about this? Waltzing Matilda, we know this one, right? And we're thinking this is this nice swagman having a picnic by the billabong um, and he's enjoying peace and serenity in the Australian outback. But if you know this song and you, you sing on, what happens? Well, he gets caught for stealing a sheep and then he jumps in and commits suicide. He kills himself and his ghost haunts the billabong. Now, I only just realised that. I'm glad I did not know that as a kid. So, kids, just block that out. <laughs> now, his ghost haunts of Billabong. I mean, that's what that song is about. So, have we become so familiar with, with things that its loss is significant? And I wonder whether that's the same with Christmas. We know the carols. We know it off by heart. We know the Christmas story off by heart, but I wonder whether we've become so familiar with the Christmas story that its loss is significant. I mean, for, for many Australians, from, for many Melburnians, what has Christmas reduced down to? Well, it's reduced down to this. Santa Claus and reindeers and Christmas trees and decorations and holidays and parties and drinking and food and food and more food. And then we feel guilty after all that food. And then we have to make this New Year's resolution, I'm going to lose five kilos. But it doesn't happen, we gain five kilos by next Christmas. And then Christmas is about shopping and shopping and even more shopping. I can tell you this, the, the boss of Chatson Shopping Centre is very happy during this time of year. Do you know that Australians are expected to have spent $46.6 billion this Christmas season? $46.6 billion. That's enough to buy an airport with 100 of those double-decker Airbus jumbo jets. That's how much money Australians are spending this Christmas. And one-third of those are putting on credit. And so by January, so many Australians are drowning in debt. Is this what Christmas has reduced down to? And so tonight, this Christmas, let it be different. Let this Christmas be different. I mean, Christmas is so much more than all those things. Let us not lose the wonder of Christmas. Let us not cease marvelling at the glory of Christmas. I mean, Christmas is so much more than those things. You see, Christmas is not just an interesting story. Christmas time is not just an excuse to have a holiday. And Christmas is certainly not a story that we can become so familiar with that we can be indifferent towards. You see, the Christmas story is not just about Jesus coming. The Christmas story is about Jesus coming for you to reveal God to you and to reconcile you to God. The Christmas story is about Jesus coming for you, not just coming out there, but coming for you to reveal God to you and to reconcile you to God. This is what the Christmas story is about. Jesus coming to reveal God to us. You see, throughout human history, 
the human quest to search for God, to find God, to discover God and to discover what God is like that has always, always, always resulted in a God that is less than God. In fact, not God at all. Because these gods from the human quest are gods produced by our human minds, by our human brains, by our human imagination, and that is not God. But that first Christmas, the Son of God came, entered into human history, took on flesh, became a man to make God known to us. The God of unlimited power, the God of unrelenting love, the God of unwavering justice. You want justice? This is the God of justice. The God of unrestricted mercy and the God of unconditional grace. Christmas is about God coming in his Son, Jesus revealing God to us. I mean, this is what we sing about in our carols. We should know this. This is what we believe. When we sing, when we sang before, O come, O come, Emmanuel. What are we singing about? Emmanuel means God with us. And so this carol is, in fact, a plea that God will come to be with us, that God will make himself known to us. And God has done that, that first Christmas. In the coming of Jesus, when we read of his life, his death, his resurrection on the pages of Scripture, we are being confronted by Jesus, but we are also being confronted by God and what God is like. You look at Jesus, you see God. You look and hear Jesus, you look and see God. And so Christmas is about Jesus revealing God to us. And when we sang before, once in royal David's city, he came down to earth from heaven, who is God and Lord of all. You see, Christmas is about Jesus revealing God to us. We don't need to guess anymore. We don't need to imagine anymore. And when we sang, half the herald angels sing, vowed in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate, that is becoming flesh, deity, please as man with man to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel, that is God coming to be with us in Jesus and Jesus making known God to us. You see, this is what Christmas is about. We know God now. We look at Jesus, we see God. But of course, Christmas is also about Jesus reconciling us to God. I mean, why would God have bothered with what he did that first Christmas and that first Easter? Why would God have bothered sending his son as a baby and then watching his son die on the cross? Why would God have bothered? And why did Jesus bother? Why did Jesus leave the glory of heaven, the praises of the angels, to be born a helpless baby in poverty? Why? It was out of love to save an impoverished world. It was out of love to save an impoverished people. That is you and me. It is to reconcile us back to God. You see, there's a problem with this world. But you see, the problem with this world is not just a problem out there. It's not just a problem out there, though there are big problems out there. You turn on the news and you face reality. And what do we see? We see abuse. We see violence. We see corruption. We see greed. We see envy. We see jealousy, hatred, murder, evilness, wickedness and sin. And the list goes on. There are big problems out there. But you see, the the, the problem of the world is not just the problem out there, it's the problem in here, in our hearts, between us and God. 
And so we cannot please God the way we should. We cannot honour God the way we must because this relationship with God is broken and we can't try to buy God's love, even if we dare to try. And so we are helpless and hopeless and we cannot save ourselves. But God can. God can and God has done that. In sending his son Jesus, God has done that. God has sent his son Jesus to reconcile us back to God. And so from the crude and wooden manger to the cruel and wooden cross, that is God reconciling the world to himself through his son. That is God rescuing the world. That is Jesus dying, saving us from our sins, which is what the name Jesus means. And of course we sung about it tonight. Did you realise that? We sung about the rescue of Jesus when we sung, O come, O come, Emmanuel, free your children from this tyranny. In another translation is free your children from Satan's tyranny, from deaths of hell your people save, to rise victorious from the grave. Jesus comes to rescue us, to pull us out from the mouth of hell and to even raise us from death itself. And we sang, Hark the herald angels sing, Glory to the newborn king, Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. You see, the peace of Christmas, the peace that is on offer, is not the fluffy peace, the good feeling inside that comes and goes. The peace that is on offer is the reconciliation between sinners like us and the God of heaven. That is the reconciliation that Jesus brings. And when we sung in verse 3, Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Jesus came to rescue us, to reconcile us back to God. And so, can you ever be so familiar, too familiar with the Christmas story? I don't think so. I don't think you can. I mean, just imagine, just think, just hear, just understand. Jesus, the Son of God, came, not just came, but came for you to reveal God to you and to reconcile you to God. And so how should we respond this Christmas? Let this Christmas be different. How should we respond? Well, we join in with the joy of Mary. We participate in the excitement of the shepherds. We bow down in worship like the Magi's. We sing with the choir of angels, glory to God in the highest. That is how we respond. And so can you ever, ever be so familiar with Jesus? I don't think we can. You've seen the wonder. We marvel at the glory that Jesus would do that and come for you. Let this be a Merry Christmas to you indeed. And let me pray. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Christmas message. It's never dull, never too familiar, that Jesus, the Son of God, would come for us, reveal you to us, and to reconcile us to you. And so we pray for all of us that this Christmas will be different, that we will stand in wonder, that we will marvel at the glory of Christmas. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.